This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay. Take a breath, Katie. This is a solo episode. This is a lot of talking for your girl. A lot of talking. (laughs) Hello, hello, everybody. It's Katie Austin here, and welcome back to Austin AF. I am really excited. Fuck, I start every episode by saying that. Oh, I'm really excited to talk about. But seriously, I am, because today's topic is so relatable. Every single person goes through their 20s, has the same problems, and what I prompted going through your 20s and life changes and advice and things that you guys want to hear about, I think I got more responses than ever because your your 20s are so life-changing and we're all at different stages of our life. So I'm going to get into that and kind of my life story over the last seven years and the life lessons I've learned. I wanted to call this non-cliche things that I've learned in my 20s because I can give you guys so many pieces of advice and tips that I've learned and like be like, be more confident. But I want to give you guys advice that will actually stick. Hard-hitting things that will actually be things that you can implement into your life. Not just like, be more confident. Don't give a fuck what other people think about you because that's a lot harder said than done. So real advice that can actually help you get through your 20s and things that I wish I knew when I was 20 years old. I'm now 27. I know I still have three more years in this decade, but I've learned a lot over the last seven years. So we're going to get all into that with career, with boys, with friendships, and everything else in my 20s. Before we get into the segment, I wanted to just go over my product of the week for Verizon's In The Know segment. This is seriously one of my favorite segments because I can authentically touch on a product that I absolutely love and I almost use or in this case, drink every single day. So my product of the week is Poppy. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys know I love my Poppy. I have been drinking Poppy for, I would say ever since this last like Ever since like early 2020, I really discovered it. I think they're a pretty new company. Um, And I love Diet Coke. I love soda. But obviously, soda is not always good for us. So finding a healthy alternative to soda was really important to me because I... I just need a drink at like 2 p.m. I don't know about you guys, but like I love like seltzers. I love different like types of like, you know, Gatorade, sports drinks and stuff like that because I will tend to also have a second cup of coffee at 2 p.m. if I don't like drink something or eat a lot. So anyways, my Verizon in the know product this week is Poppy and I'm going to pop it open right now. Wait for the sound effect. And... It doesn't only taste absolutely amazing. They have so many different flavors. Actually, my favorite flavor is the strawberry lemonade one. I'm not even just saying that. I drink it almost every day. Uh, But not only so delicious, it has so many amazing uh, benefits as well for your gut. And if you guys don't know, your gut is actually related to everything, like even your skin, how you glow and everything like that. So it's a prebiotic soda. And for me, I need extra prebiotic in my system. Um, especially because as girls, like first off your gut, your gut health at the same time, like for your vaginal health, like prebiotics are really good for you just to huge TMI as well. But this is made, Poppy is made with apple cider vinegar too. So it's actually amazing for your digestive system. It's really good flavoring. And at the same time, you are supporting a uh, husband and wife couple. They started a small business down in Texas. And so make sure to try it. Cheers right here. If you guys want to try out all my products of the week, make sure to go to Verizon's In The Know. You guys can actually use the QR code in the description in either the YouTube or podcast. There's a link in there as well. You guys can press. Or if you guys are just listening and want to check it out later. It is www.inthenow.com slash Austin AF. So cheers. Now let's get into the episode. 
And boom, just like that, I have all these ingredients sitting in front of me. If y'all are just listening on a podcast, I'll explain this as well to you guys. But I get the question a lot. By the way, we'll get into talking about your 20s in just a moment here. But I wanted to start the segment off with a little cooking segment. If you guys are new to Austin AF, I usually bring on with a guest uh, either you know food or a drink or anything like that. In the beginning of this entire show, my mom and I made smoothies, I made cocktails, and I kind of want to bring that back and show you guys a recipe that you guys can do with no baking or cooking necessary because in our 20s, we are either in college, we are in grad school, and we're in a small dorm room or a small apartment in New York City or something like that. And most of the time, we don't really want to use our oven or even use a microwave. So I'm going to show you guys one of my favorite healthy, high-protein snacks that you guys can actually put in your refrigerator and save for the entire week. They're called protein balls. So take any nut butter that you want. Oh, yeah. Mm. Then I'm going to take some chocolate chips. I love chocolate chips in this. Makes you feel like you're having a treat. There's actually no uh, sugar added as well. Some raisins. Raisins have so much fiber. They're good for your digestive system. We are talking all about digestive system here. And then some oats. I love oats and protein balls. Gives just a nice texture. Some cinnamon because cinnamon adds great flavor to anything. I love cinnamon even in my coffee. And then I love to put uh, some coconut flakes in it, but I also love to roll the balls afterwards in coconut flakes. It makes it really, really good. And then for the special ingredient that is key to making these protein ball bites is good protein powder. Y'all know I love my protein powder. I put protein powder in almost every single smoothie that I ever make. This one is chocolate Organifi, and it is made with science-backed, amazing nutrients, organic superfood blend, plant-based protein. I love a good plant-based protein. So I am going to add just a scoop of the Organifi protein. It's also so good uh, with in a smoothie with just Greek yogurt and some nut butter and a banana with chocolate. It literally tastes like you're having a chocolate shake. So I'm putting just one spoonful of this chocolate Organifi protein powder in there. Again, organic, plant-based, superfood blend. And I actually have a code for Organifi. So if you guys want to check it out, make sure to go to my landing page, Organifi.com slash AustinAF, or y'all can use my code AustinAF for 20% off. And now let's mix this on up. Okay. So roll it on up. My hands are getting sticky. Yes, but this is what it looks like. Sorry, my hands are like really gross right now. So make sure your hands are washed. And then I actually roll them in coconut flakes just to kind of seal it. And it tastes really freaking good. And then you put it in the refrigerator. So boom, again, sorry, my hands look really, really messy right now. But you put it in the refrigerator, you put it in the refrigerator so the nut butter actually can harden a little bit. And seriously, these are great on the go. They're great for breakfast as a snack uh, to get some energy midday and especially either pre or post workout. If you guys are just like waking up in the morning and you need a little something in your stomach, you can pop these two of these in your mouth and you'll be good to go. All right, you guys, time to get into the nitty gritty stuff and what you guys all came for. So today is talking about our 20s, how to navigate this decade and why it is so important to talk about it is because I feel like a lot of us feel alone and we feel alone in being lost. And you can look at someone even like me and say, wow, she knows exactly what she's doing. She uh, has a passion in life. And so she's very, you know, fully on her career. And we can compare ourselves a lot in our 20s. We're all in different milestones in our life. Someone can be 21 years old, making a million dollars a year in a tech startup. Someone could be 29, unemployed, have no idea what to do with their life. And then someone could be 23 with three babies and married. And so, we're all on a different timeline. And so I wanted to kind of go over this because I want to first off tell you guys that specifically that no one should be comparing themselves to others and everyone should stick to their own timeline. And I'm about to give you guys a lot of advice in this episode through some of stories that either I have personally gone through, someone that I know that is close to me personally gone through and kind of some takeaways that y'all can kind of go away uh, and, and take in from this. At the same time, I do want to note that there are always going to be, you know, that 
outliers to these stories. Like if I tell you like, you guys should be single for three years and not marry your, your freshman year boyfriend, then like, obviously there's going to be a fucking outlier that's listening who's like happily married to their high school sweetheart. Um, but I want to first start at the very, very beginning when I turned 20, right when I entered this decade, I actually quit lacrosse. So lacrosse was something that I played ever since I was seven years old. I went to college for it and it was kind of my identity. And so when you quit something that is so much your identity, it is so scary. It is so fucking terrifying because you don't know what to expect next. And I think this is the, one of the most lost times I've ever felt in my life. But at the same time, I knew what I kind of liked. I knew what I kind of was interested in. And so what I did two weeks after I quit lacrosse, I auditioned to be a host at the college station. And I say this because I say two weeks specifically, because I think this is very important to note. I think sometimes when we sit on something and we sit on an idea or something that we want to do in life for too long, we end up overanalyzing it. And I think overanalyzing our decisions can be very detrimental for us. It can be very uh, easy to crash and burn because you can destroy destroy it. You can, uh, it can take over, like you could talk yourself out of any decision. And so if you have any type of interest, my first piece of advice is just start. And why this is really important is because this was actually one of my first pieces of advice I've ever gotten starting my career because I knew what I wanted to do. And I, you know, wanted to be a host, but I didn't know where to start. I didn't have any experience. I wanted to be on Instagram. I wanted to be a YouTube star. And I didn't, have any experience. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just knew I wanted to do it. And so I just started. And my first Instagram posts, my first YouTube videos, my first show that I did at USC College Station when I was a sophomore in college was fucking shit. But guess what? I started. And that led me to every single day perfecting and getting better at my career. I think the coolest part of your 20s is starting from zero and progressing. I think that's also, you know, something that I always say in fitness is progression is key. And it doesn't even matter if you you are mediocre when you begin anything that you do. At least you're trying. And so just start. Whatever it is that you might be thinking of right now as I talk about this, what is holding you back? Think of right now some negative things or cons that is might be holding you back. And at the same time, do they outweigh the pros? And what really drives you? That gets me to my next topic how to find your passion out of college and how to find that passion. For me, I'm not going to lie. I was lucky enough to know what I really, really loved, which was, you know, fitness, TV hosting, sports broadcast, and food. And first up, that's a lot of interests. If you are anything like me, you might have a lot of interests. So you actually don't know what to do because you have too many passions or you're listening to this and you might not have any clue what your passion is. Let me tell you right now, that is okay. It is okay not to know what you want to do, or it's okay to have too many interests. What I want you guys to do is actually write down your top two to three things that you feel or think of your head as you're listening to this that you feel when you do your most happy. So that could be drinking wine. That could be hanging out with your friends even. That could be, you know, playing a sport. So you're like, okay, but how do you monetize off of that? Well, one of my really good friends in college, her favorite thing in the whole world was do was drink wine. And so what does she do right now? She actually works for a wine company. She found out how to in, in, like integrate her passion to be able to monetize. At the same time, I want to share a personal anecdote because that is not always realistic. So I'm kind of contradicting myself here, but hear me out. So when I first graduated from college, I had a lot of different interests. So I decided to take up sports hosting. And by the way, sports hosting is a very hard industry to be a part of if you have ever tried to do it, especially for females. And there's not a lot of job opportunities in Los Angeles. You need a lot, a lot of experience to make no money. So basically what I did was I doubled my fitness business with sports hosting. For those who don't know, I was a co-host on Fox Sports West for two and a half years, right out of school, right out of college, while also working full-time on building my brand and YouTube. And if anyone is a content creator out there, they know that having 10 social media platforms is a full-time job. So I had two jobs and I was really struggling until two years ago 
in which job to take and which one to to take full throttle because I knew I couldn't be giving 50% to both jobs anymore. Because to be honest, I knew I could be killer at either one of them. But at the same time, you can't be 110% at one job when you have so many different jobs. So I had two jobs for almost three years. And my dad sat me down and was like, I know you love both of these things. But what in the end is going to make you more money? And that was kind of like a wow factor for me of holy shit, my fitness business has so much more potential which was scary because at the time, I wasn't making any money for my fitness brand. I was only making money in sports hosting. But I went online and I looked at the top paid female sports broadcasters. And it was nothing compared to the females who own their own fitness brand. I mean, literally 5% of the top females in the fitness industry. So I kind of reevaluated and I was like, damn, okay, let's be realistic. And I want to share with you guys a little bit of realism here because of course you can monetize on anything that you absolutely love. And I believe that because Gary Vee always says it as well. And, and you can be happy with any job you take. Agreed. But let's also remember making money is really important. And so what can you monetize on that's realistic and is also one of your passions? It doesn't have to be something that you're uh, so obsessed with, like absolutely to the core, you want to do this every single day. Sometimes that's not very realistic. You're going to have shit jobs in your early 20s or even throughout your entire 20s. I did sports hosting. I did these crazy fitness jobs. I basically almost worked myself for free for the first two to three years out of college because I drove so much and I paid my rent in Los Angeles and I didn't have any money. And so you're going to have shit jobs. If you are 22 right now and you are complaining about your shit job, I hate to be blunt, but almost get over it. You guys can always go to the next job. Of course, make sure every single day you are getting closer to your goal. If it's a shit job that is getting you closer to where you want to be, stick with it. If it's a shit job and you're not getting closer to that goal, then drop it. Of course, go on to the next one. But at the same time, remember what's going to get you to one step closer to what you actually want to do. And that might be being a little bitch for, you know, the first two years out of school. Everyone does. I think that's a little bit of harsh realism, though, at the same time. Like, a lot of 21, 22-year-olds think, like, they can post on Instagram, maybe make some money or start a new job, and, like, it'll be really easy. Your first years out of school are not that easy. And I know anyone else relating to this right here is like, damn, that was harsh. But at the same time, it's something that we might need to hear. It's not all rainbows and butterflies because we all feel very, very lost with our career. But this is why I want to tell you another story. So my father, he is very successful sports agent now. He runs one of the largest NBA sports divisions in the entire world for basketball. And when he was in his 20s, he was professional tennis player. He was on the circuit. He didn't graduate law school until he was 30. Sorry, dad, if you're listening to this and it's like maybe a year or two off. But basically, he stopped playing tennis at like 27, didn't know what he was doing, went to law school at like 27 years old, ended law school at 30, got involved in divorce law, and then went into like some other type of criminal law and was like, like you know, a lawyer for like crazy rich billionaires in Beverly Hills, hated it. My mom said he was like so stressed out that he was going bald. He didn't actually start doing his real life passion until later in life, until I think he was like maybe in his later 30s. So just remember that your first job doesn't have to be the one. Think about your career kind of like dating because Lord knows if I married my sophomore year in high school boyfriend, we would be fucked right now. <laughs> so fucked. So think about your career as dating. Your first one doesn't have to be the one. Plus, I love when Tinks came on this episode. She was one of my first guests here. And she said a huge piece of advice that I will never, ever forget. Finding out what you don't like is just as important as finding out what you do like. Try new things take risks, and find out what you don't like. And so hopefully that just gives you some hope that every single job you take happens for a reason. Even if you think that meeting with someone is just a waste of your time or the small little meeting won't get you anywhere, you don't know who that person will be, where it's going to get you next. And that leads me to my next tip. Connections are everything. And especially if you live in a big city like Los Angeles, Chicago, or New York City, 
who you know will get you your job 10 out of 10 times. I personally think, y'all can disagree with me out there, but it is 50% talent and 50% who you know, maybe even more who you know. And so in my terms, people always ask me, uh, younger sports reporters ask me how I got my first job at Fox Sports West. And let me tell you, it was because I was really good friends with a guy in college. That is how I fucking got my job. I literally went to a coffee shop with this guy who I graduated college with and I just knew him in, in school. He knew that I did the TV station. Obviously, he knew I was like talented and was in the industry and wanted to do it. But I, he called me up one day and it was just because he was, uh, you know, one of my friends in school. How did I get my job working the Super Bowl? I went to coffee with this girl, I told her my dream was to do sports hosting at the Super Bowl. And two weeks later, she told me that her husband was booking a job. It is crazy, these connections. You have no idea who someone is or who someone will be. In our 20s, we switch jobs all the time. That is something really important to remember because our parents aren't even used to that. Our parents' generation was so used to staying at a corporate job for like 30 to 40 years, literally. And so in our 20s, we switched jobs so freaking fast. So you want to remember that because if you go to a meeting and that person you have a meeting with does no justice to your career now whatsoever, maybe in a year they will. Maybe in five years they will because they're going to get a new job and the connections and your network will help you in your career to get you to that next level. So if you're listening to this right now, what can you do to expand your network? So I'm going to sound crazy. Go out though. Go out. I have gotten so many jobs by partying. And that sounds crazy and so LA of me, but it's so true. If you go out and you start talking to people, not in a weird way, but a little bit about what you do or you want to do, don't obviously rub it in anyone's faces what you want to do ever, but like really nonchalantly. You just don't know who someone is at a party or if you get to know them socially. And when you start going out and putting yourself in positions where you can meet new people, especially in your industry, do it. If you're invited to an event and it is Wednesday, 8 p.m., but you're so freaking tired, just go for 30 minutes. I promise you, your network is everything. That brings me to my next tip, getting out of your comfort zone. Getting out of your comfort zone in your 20s is the best thing that you can do. When we are too comfortable with our lives, we limit how amazing we can be. And I think a lot of the times, especially after school or even in college, and even when we're like 25 years old and we're like, shoot, I'm kind of over this city that I live in, but like, I don't know where I would live next. I'm kind of unhappy here, but like, what would I do next? Dude, do it. There's no other time in your life to move in your 20s, to try new things, to get out of your comfort zone. I have a story back to the Super Bowl actually here. <laughs> And um, so basically, Alex, shout out Alex. So basically, uh, her um, her husband is one who helped me get the Super Bowl job. And this was like my first like real job of like, holy shit. Like I work for Fox Sports West, but like I made no money with them. And so when I got this job, it was truly life-changing. I'll never forget it. And I remember sitting there and I commentated high school football at the time, by the way. And I loved the NBA. And I obviously like kind of watch football, but like not really. And I was just telling her and uh, later on, like her husband, like how much I love the NFL, how much I follow it. In reality, I didn't at all. Um, literally at all. Didn't know much about what was going on, who was really even going to be in the Super Bowl. I just kind of faked it till I maked it. And when I was at the Super Bowl, by the way, already out of my freaking comfort zone, biggest job that I've ever done. Talk about comfort zone and being nervous to do something. That's another side note. If you're nervous, it's a good thing. I went to parties alone. And this was like the first eye-opening experience. I'm like 24 years old and I'm alone at the Super Bowl, basically. And if you ever have gone to a Super Bowl experience, there's parties Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, even Monday. I went to a Monday fucking party. So basically... I was alone in my hotel room and I was like, you have two choices. You can either sit in your hotel room alone or you could take a shot of tequila, walk out this hotel room and go to parties alone like a fucking loser. And 
I did the latter. <laughs> I hear laughs from my producer right now. I did the latter. I walked into parties by myself and I met so many people. If you go up to someone, either at a food table or at the bar, you just say, hi, I'm Katie. What brings you here tonight? And if they're mean to you, then they're just an asshole and get over it. But odds are 90% of the time that someone is there also wants to talk to you and they're there for business as well. Get yourself out of your comfort zone and go out there, network and meet people. It will really pay off in the long run. So speaking of connections, we're now going to talk a little bit about friendship connections and kind of segue here talking about friendships and relationships because when I prompted talking about life changes in your 20s, I think most of you guys either had how to feel lost in a career or what to do about friendships and relationships in your 20s and give a little bit of advice on that. I just want to prompt this and say, when we are in high school or college even, a lot of us are on the same page. We are going to class every day. We are dating fuckboys and we're not really thinking about like, well, I wasn't thinking about like marriage and like, you know, nitty gritty of like what I'm going to do with my career and kind of like freaking out. We're all really on the same page in high school and college. And so when you graduate, everyone is really separating in mindsets and careers and relationships. And what this does is actually create a lot of friend breakups. I want to normalize friend breakups. I think they're really normal. I had a bunch of friends in college who were easy to be friends with. And I think that's a huge part about college is realizing some friends you are just friends with because they're easy. That's harsh. I know. But guess what? I live with seven girls in college and I uh, would go to my sorority house. I had my lacrosse team too. Very easy to make friends. If you guys are new out of college, you are probably realizing it is really hard to keep up with your friend group. I think it's a good thing. So if you are in your older or mid-20s like me and you are kind of struggling with keeping friendships or meeting new people, also note that keeping your circle small and tight is important. And I'll tell you why. Because when I was in my earlier 20s, I feel like I just had a quantity of friends and I just like would bounce around from different people and just like really didn't have that quality friendship of, you know, I had my best friend Liza where I would, and, and Kathleen who I just like randomly call. They didn't go to my college though and call and like those are my go-to girls and they always will be. But in the terms of like, really telling someone and trusting someone when something wrong, it was just a quantity. It wasn't quality. And so I think as you grow older in your 20s, we have to realize that quality of friends matters way over of quantity of friends. So tighten up your circle and only spend time with people who give to you and not exhaust you. At the same time, friendships are also relationships. Just like guys, you have to put effort into them. So even if you live 30 minutes away, I highly suggest making effort. So my friends and I, Nicole and Carissa, we felt like we just like we're not seeing enough of each other over the past like two years, obviously. So we made a pact to go to dinner every two weeks. And I absolutely love this because you do have to put effort into those relationships. And sometimes we can go months without seeing our girlfriends, especially if you have a boyfriend as well. So make sure you're really putting time into your girlfriends, which is a huge part of our 20s because your friends are your lifeline. And make sure you're really, really, you know, you're there for them and you're not spending too much time with your boyfriend. At the same time, let's circle back to friendship breakups as well. Because something I realized after college is that you don't have to be friends with everyone. In college, you're friends with everyone. You love everyone. If you have beef with a girl, it's like kind of awkward. If you have beef with a girl in like right now when I'm 27 years old, who cares? You're literally like never going to see them. You don't have to like everyone and not everyone has to like you. And that's something that kind of clicked later on in my 20s too. So remember that. That's another thing why your circle should be really small. Someone, people who you trust as well. And another one, surrounding yourself by like-minded people. So in my earlier 20s and actually just like a couple years ago, I feel like I was just involved with the wrong group that wasn't really, I don't want to say getting me ahead in life. But truly getting me ahead in life because I wasn't surrounding myself with the right people. And I don't mean that in a way that I was trying to use them to get ahead in my career. I don't mean that. I just mean 
surrounding myself with people who inspire me and who make me want to be a better person because friendships are, again, like relationships. They can be toxic. I had a friend who every time I hung out with, my friends were like, dude, your energy is different when you hang around her. Like you are actually different when you hang around her. So just like a guy, make sure you're hanging out with people who make you a better person as well. Now, let's talk about why girlfriends are so freaking important because a lot of times in our 20s, we can put all our eggs in one basket with our significant other. And I did this. <laughs> Hi, it's me. I'm the person I'm talking about. Learn from my mistake, you guys. I dated a guy for five freaking years. And this is why I don't have that many friends from college, which is really sad. It's really, really, really sad because I dated a guy who went to a different school and I was so invested in him. I thought he was my end-all be-all. And so I spent so much time and so much effort on him that I really thought I didn't need my girlfriends as much. And newsflash, you will, <laughs> hopefully you won't, but you will break up with him. <laughs> and you will need girlfriends. Who will you run to when you and your significant other break up? And I think that's something that is very important to remember. And again, why I'm, I'm really happy Honestly, that that didn't that that relationship didn't work out. So I did learn that lesson by making sure I keep up with my girlfriends when I'm still dating a guy and still like obsessed with a guy. Always make time for your girlfriends. They're the ones that are not gonna go anywhere. And they're the ones you can run to. And if you have a fight with your guy with your guy or your significant other, you can run to and talk to them about. They're the ones who are always going to be there for. So if you're listening to this, Right after, if you're driving in your car or wherever you are, right after you listen to this, um, text a few of your best friends and say either A, how much you're grateful for them, or B, when can you see them next? Put in that time and effort and don't put all your eggs in one basket with a guy. Okay, now before we get into some more tips, I want to actually take a little break and talk to you guys about LMNT and why I love it so much. So basically what it is, is an electrolyte drink mix. And there's two big reasons why I actually use it so much is it's super easy and very, very quick and effective just to put this packet really quickly in my water because I work out a lot. And so I need to recharge my body with electrolytes. Sometimes when our bodies can be depleted of electrolytes, we can either get very fatigued. I can actually start having a headache. And so replenishing your body with electrolytes that it needs is very, very important. And another reason that I love it so much is actually keeps me hydrated in between my cocktails. So what I do is actually drink this right before I drink and then chug it it's actually tasting really good. My favorite flavor is the watermelon salt flavor. All you got to do, mix it in your water. It has no sugar at all. It actually has 200 milligrams of potassium and 60 milligrams of magnesium, a thousand milligrams of sodium as well to keep you hydrated, to keep that hydration actually sticking to your body with those electrolytes as well. And for me personally, it kind of helps me prevent a hangover. So if y'all want to try a free sample pack of LMNT, yes, I said free. All you guys got to do are go to drinklmnt.com slash Austin AF. One more time, that is drinklmnt.com slash Austin AF for your free LMNT sample pack. Okay, so back to some other tips that I have learned in my 20s. This is something that I have actually just recently learned. So if you are honestly any age, this is very, very important to know. Your career doesn't define you. What do I mean by this? So basically, we grow up and I feel like everything we do becomes our identity. What I'm talking about is lacrosse was my identity. Fox Sports West for a little bit was my identity. My fitness brand was my identity. But you want to have a bigger legacy than that. And I think, you know, as we get older, we really realize that, especially now that I'm a whopping 27. I realize, I've said this in, in another episode before, and not to be morbid, but you really want to realize how people are going to remember you. They're not going to remember you by a very good Austin AF TV show that I have or uh, my fitness brand. They're going to remember how you made them feel. So your career isn't your identity. And I think when we first graduate college, sometimes our career and what we do 
is our identity because there's not much else to talk about. When we graduate college, we are so used to being a Delta Gamma, uh, an athlete, a this, a this club, or whatever sorority or whatever club you were a part of or whatever you did. So I really want you to know you are so much more than what you do. And success is different for everyone. So what do I mean by that? It took me a really long time to be okay with my friends not working hard. I'm just going to say that bluntly. When we first graduated college, and for I, until I was like 26 years old, I would get a little bit upset with my friends sometimes for not going after their dreams. And, you know, I want to do this with my life. Then why aren't you fucking doing it? Why aren't you working hard? Why aren't you staying up to 1 a.m. and doing it? Go get after it. Be a hustler. I realized as I got older in my older 20s, that success is different for everyone. And just because I want to be very successful and not to be blunt, make a lot of money in my life and be successful and be, you know, uh, you know, be the money breadwinner of my family growing up and, you know, not ever think about money when I'm 45 years old doesn't mean that success to me of making money means anything to my best friends or the people surrounding me at the same time. So don't compare yourself to anyone's path. This is your path, your journey. Stick to your own lane. And that's something that I wish I really, really realized earlier um, is staying in my own lane because I would try so hard to help others feel like they should do it. Go after this. Live out your dream. What's your passion? Do it, blah, blah, blah. You can't help anyone else live out their dream like that. They have to go get after it. I have to stay in my own lane and make sure whatever they're doing, as long as they're happy, that's successful. And so sometimes it's not always about your career and getting ahead in a career. So making sure that we still realize we have so much more to life than our job. I think that is something really, really important to realize. But at the same time, <laughs> here I go, uh, at the same time, you know, if we are making money in our career to manage our money. That is something that I think all younger 20s and mid 20s and upper 20s people should really do is manage your money. And that doesn't mean get a financial advisor because a lot of the times, you know, there's not even, you know, 10K in the bank to give to a financial advisor. That's okay. But I think thinking about our future self when we're in our 20s is really important because usually in our 20s, we live day to day, you know, or week by week by paycheck by paycheck. And when we get $100, we are buying drinks at the club. We are going on a trip to on vacation. We save up for very quick things that happen in our life. We have to, we have to think about our life in terms of if we don't marry a significant other that is really fucking rich. <laughs> and I mean that in a very joking way because um, I know a lot of my friends are like, I'm fine now. I'm just going to meet a rich husband. Well, what if you fucking don't, okay? What if you actually don't have a significant other who also makes money? I want you guys to obviously have fun, but live within your means. And what I mean by that is if you guys can save $50 here and there, Try your best to put away that money and make sure you're not spending it. I really wish someone at age like 21, especially, told me how to budget my finances. I think it would really, really help as I'm 27 right now to understand how to manage my money. Whether that's just like putting $100 away a month, uh, any little thing really, really does add up. Okay, what I want to now do is read your guys' advice. I had a lot of really amazing pieces of advice or tips or something that, you know, uh, a person who was 30 or older wrote into me. So today I actually prompted my Instagram and my Snapchat to say, what are your pieces of advice that you would give to someone in their 20s? And I want to just read, ooh, we, we are starting with a really good one. This one actually kind of makes me cry a little bit. Uh, we touch on some of these things that, that these people wrote in, but at the same time, I want to re read this one. It's okay if your dreams change. Only you should decide what's best for living a happy and authentic life. I thought I wanted to be a career woman, a successful attorney, but then I met the love of my life while I was in law school. And now, not after working a few years, I realized I don't want to be a career woman. My dream is to have a big family, volunteer, and I've always worried about what other people will think about my happiness. But what matters most is the joy that I found in a path that I hadn't planned on taking. That literally makes me tear up. Thank you, first off, for writing that in. But I think that's something 
that we actually just touched on about success as well. Success is different for every single person and it's totally based on perspective. And I love the first line that she says, it's okay if your dreams change. You guys remember that. When you are 21 years old, let me tell you, you are not going to have the same dreams as 27. We change as people so much. We want different things out of relationships, friendships, career, and it could be something so drastically different. And I think that's something that, that let's, let's, I'm going to digress a little bit here, but at the same time, maybe other people listening to this have the same issue. So for me, I went to college at USC and I studied uh, broadcast journalism. And so when I was just doing my fitness business, I felt like I was like wasting my college degree. And I was like, not doing what I'm like, not, not like what I'm not meant to be doing. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm just doing this fitness thing when I have this huge degree and I have all these other dreams of being like Aaron Andrews on TV. And I had to realize what made me happy. And it's okay that I don't want to be the Aaron Andrews of the world anymore. It is okay to switch career paths. It just like reminds me of my, my what I was talking about with my dad as well and his story of his career paths too. So remember that, uh, you know, if you all of a sudden at 25 want to switch your job, that is okay. I know a lot of people who do, and we even had No Bread talking about that at another episode. I think that's a great episode to listen to if you have not already. All right, next piece of advice. This girl said, don't get stuck on a timeline. Get married by this age, etc." in quotes. Life doesn't go according to your plan. Spend time with your parents. They could be gone sooner than you know. Fuck, I always cry. <laughs> be single. Take the time to work on yourself and figure out what you want and need. Take time in your life and be independent. Completely agree. Cannot agree with you more. I think if you know me personally, you know I spend a lot of time with my parents. <laughs> Maybe a little too much time as a 27-year-old. Five days a week. I think I need to cut it back with y'all mom and dad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I agree with this. Don't get stuck on a timeline. So many of us are like, I want to do this by 25. When I was dating my boyfriend for five years, I literally said to myself, I want to be married with two kids at 26. I'm 27 right now and can't even fathom that, you guys. Like, I have so much I want to do before I get married and have kids. Like, obviously, I want that in life, but so much that I want to do. Do not live by anyone else's timeline either. That goes to say your parents. If your parents want you to get married and have a baby, make sure you are sticking to what you want to do, especially if they're like, get married, get married, and you actually don't know who the right guy is. Don't settle. So that's a huge one. Also, she talked about be single, take the time and work on yourself, be independent. Wow, could not agree with this more. I know a lot of people out there have very happily relationships throughout their entire 20s. But for me, I had never grown so much, be fully myself as a single girl for two and a half years. I was single for the first time in my life. I had a boyfriend from age 16 to 25 years old. I broke up with my ex on my 25th birthday. I had never felt so fully myself in my entire life than those two years of me being single. Figured my shit out. I changed so much as a person. From 24 to 26, I tell you, I was a different fucking girl. I had different dreams. I had different aspirations. I, I understood so much more about real life. I know that sounds like very vague, but if you are out there and you're like 27, 28, and you're like on the same path as me like right now and understand what I'm talking about, I promise you like you need those years to be single and experiment. My mom always says, experiment. <laughs> Boys, your homework. Find out again what you do, what you don't like uh, when you're single. And if that means also focusing on yourself and your career and getting ahead, just focus on you in those single years. I think every single girl out there and guy needs those single years to realize when you do meet that person, you're not settling. Next one says, she learned that we often seek validation from others when what we really need is validation from ourselves. Damn, that is so true. I feel like the older you get, the less you care about people. I mean, the less you care about people's opinions. <laughs> I mean, the less you care about what people think. Jesus. And I really hope I, care I don't care less about people. Um, but it's so true. And I think that just comes with age. And a lot of people ask me, 
how I don't care as much about people's opinions and and what to do to get more confidence and more self-love. First up, I'm going to do a whole nother episode on that because that is a whole different topic and I could go into actually a lot more detail. But I think we really become more, when we become more of our authentic selves, we care less about what people think and we care less about validation. You are just doing things purely out of your happiness because you want to. And that's hard to really realize in your younger 20s. I think that does come with getting older. And I'm very, very happy it has. This girl said, not to attach myself to a person, but rather my dream and my goal. Yes, girl, go get after it. I love that one. Um, Oh, I love this. Stop excessively worrying about my future post-grad. It has stopped me from living in the present. So many of us worry about the future, but at the same time, there is a little bit of worry about the future that you should have, just to be realistic, like how you like you know how you get to pay rent and stuff. But at the same time, I fully agree with you. Living in the present, gosh, I'm about to say like this just like brings me to such a cliche lie that I'm going to say. You are never younger than you are right now. Is that the quote? You're never younger than you are right now. So live in the present and be present with your friends. You know, I I hate the freaking quote, gosh, two cliche quotes in a row is work hard, play hard. But that's what your 20s is. And that brings me to my next piece of advice that someone said. This girl said, 20s are for saying yes. 30s are for saying no. I really like this. I do. I do. I do. I think In your 20s, you should say yes to a lot of things. Like I said earlier in the episode, connections are everything. So making sure you are getting out there and, you know, going to those parties and saying yes a lot. Say yes to the date because you never know who's like going to be the one or say yes to the friendship dates because you never know who's going to be your BFF. At the same time, also remember to say no in your 20s because I don't want you guys to get burnt out too early, okay? Focus on your mental health as well. We all as 20-something-year-olds need to remember self-love is the most important thing. Okay, let's go to what someone else said. This person said, I am 31 years old and I finally learned to stop pleasing people because in the end, it's going to make you resentful and ultimately you should choose that you make you happy, not others. And it took me a decade to learn this. I absolutely love that. I feel like we've touched on that a lot. And what I'm really finding from reading all of these replies, by the way, not kidding you, over like 200 people want to like ride into this, but I'm just choosing like some ones that like really resonated with this episode. Everyone's really in the same boat. Uh, Like literally everyone is very, 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 you know, either lost in their 20s, care too much about what people think, uh, don't really know what to do for a career, uh, have had friendship breakups, have relationship problems. So we're all really figuring it out and we're all in the same boat, you guys. This person said, what I've learned is to be ready for things to not go your way all the time. You're going to lose more than you succeed. You just have to keep pushing every day, no matter what the situation is, and have positive energy. We are right on the same page right here. His name is actually Cheese. (laughs) I'll actually say that one out loud. It's funny. Um, But... That person, I completely, completely agree with you. And I think in our 20s, we beat ourselves up so, so much for, in quotes, failing. Look at every single failure in your 20s as life lessons. I actually want to read a quote from you, from Phil Knight to you guys right now that actually is like very, 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 uh, you know, good to hear in your 20s. My hope is when I failed, that I failed quickly so that I would have enough time and enough years to implement those lessons. His main quote is fail fast. I absolutely love this because it's exactly what I did. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Not really though. But if I look back at the last seven years of my life, I name like on different hands, like I can name so many massive failures. But in your 20s, those failures are all just life lessons learned. You guys have to change the perspective. It's not a failure. It's a life lesson. And so make sure you always think about that positively. Right now, I'm thinking of so many failures in my life. I had an app that I literally wasted almost like 25 grand on and it didn't work out. But 
I learned from it and I reevaluated exactly what didn't work out and I made my now very successful app. And so if I didn't have that failure before, which I like harped on for an entire year, like cried over, I wouldn't be as successful at my app now. I can name you so many freaking other failures too that I've had, but it's all about switching that perspective and staying positive through it. In my earlier 20s, I wish I didn't stress at all about getting older and being single. I completely agree with that. I think we've touched on this a lot about timelines, especially us as females. Why do we have that societal pressure of if we're like freaking 27 years old and we're single? And what if we don't want to find our person right away? What if we are waiting for that exact perfect person to come our way and we love and enjoy being single? Don't fit in into anyone else's standards, not even your parents. I said that already, but seriously. Okay, you guys. Wow. I feel like I have so much more to say too. This is just not even even a little bit of what I want to tell you guys about living in your 20s. We could also make this like a 28-hour episode if we wanted to. I'll probably do a lot more, especially touching on like friendships and relationships as well in your 20s. I also have so much more career advice. So feel free to write in and follow us on Instagram at AustinAF. You guys can always DM and like say any other topics, any other piece of advice, anything like you guys learned or specifically want me to talk about on relating to the subject because I have a lot to say. I just kind of wanted to wrap up by going through each point that I made very, very quickly, just so you guys can remember it off the top of your head. First up, we talked about just starting. And if if you feel ready when you start, it's too late. I love that quote, you guys. No one's ever ready when they start. Just go for it. Number two, how to know your passion, trying a lot of different things, having that side hustle, learning for yourself, being risky, and failing fast. Number three, getting out of your comfort zone, and uh, that is how you're going to grow in life, and change is really good for you, so make sure you don't stay comfortable because you're just going to limit yourself. Number four, connections are everything. Your network is how you're going to get a job. Number five, friendship breakups are okay. Let's normalize friendship breakups. It just means you're growing and it is good to tighten your circle. The next one, don't put all your eggs in the basket. Don't focus so much on your significant other. Have a life outside of your significant other because if that relationship fails, you'll still be, you know, you'll still have all your girlfriends. You'll still have your career. So just don't put all your eggs in the basket. That actually goes for outside of a career as well. Uh, Speaking of career, your career doesn't define you. Make sure you are doing things that are really gratifying outside of making money. And on making money, make sure to learn how to budget and manage your money properly. And saving for your future is huge. A lot of other things were said in this episode, so I really, really hope you guys enjoyed it, and I really hope you guys love my first solo episode. I would love to do more of these and really take in your questions, take in your advice and kind of relay them to you guys because I think it's really important that we all know we're in this together. And this is one of the most relatable topics of my generation. But seriously, for millennials and Gen Zs coming up right now, it's a very relatable topic. And so if you feel lost right now, you're not alone. Hopefully this episode really, really helped you. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Katie Austin and at Austin AF for more. And I will see you guys next week.